Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we are looking back at the origin of Attitude. This is 20 years in the making. It's uh, the 1997 storyline. I'm one part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always I'm joined by the other half of the uh, hosting squad, uh, Jimmy Price. Yeah, here we are. We are here. Uh, are we going to talk about what happened? I feel like most of the time, podcast. Oh, well, we don't have to. We don't have to talk no, about. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, we we uh, this is we're uh, going over uh, the lead uh, the the build to Ground Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, we recorded this about a week ago. Yep, killed it. Best one we've done yet. Yep, we're talking about it constantly for the next like twenty four hours. And then, unfortunately, there were some technical malfunctions, uh, yeah. and it's gone. So we're here again, and we're gonna we're gonna do even better this time. Second time's a charm, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I went to go edit the episode, and I was about halfway through, and just going through everything, and all of a sudden, my computer froze up. Everything was lost. That's such a bummer. And I tried to reset. And the audio was gone. Yeah. And I thought I saved a billion times. And the keynote is to save, 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 save. Um, which I'm going to do on this one. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get through it. Yeah, it sounds some, like something <laughs> weird. Like, if you were saving it, it should have been there. But this sounds like something completely different. But yeah. at any rate, we're back. We're going we're gonna to do it better this time. Uh, let's yeah. Get, let's get into it. We're on the origin of attitude. Um this is everything on the 1997 storyline. We've been following it through. It's the key players, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Vince McMahon. You want yes. to take us back on something that's been going down. Um, we just followed up with SummerSlam 1997. Yeah, guys, sh- shit is about to hit the fan. Um so we have Vince, uh, the the uh, ringleader of it all, of course, and he's starting to uh, move the company in a different direction. He's getting his ass kicked by Nitro. So things are starting to get a little bit more edgy, and he himself is taking on more of a character role as opposed to just on screen being a commentator. Uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are at peak peak levels of hatred. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we uh, talked about previous episodes of the, the Sunny Days comment, which led to a backstage shoot fist fight between the two. Scuffle, some hair getting pulled out. Hair getting pulled. HBK uh, declaring it's an unsafe working condition, taking some time away because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're both back in the fold. Uh, and then you've got the uh, the up-and-comer. Stone Cold. Old Stone Cold. What? what? Uh, and he is um, white hot and he was going into SummerSlam getting the Intercontinental title, which he still gets, but in the process gets dumped on his head, uh, and suffers a stinger, can't feel anything for 45 seconds. 50. 50 seconds. And we're going to up it to 50. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he watched it about 45 times. Yeah. Uh, and Drink so. Drink beer. <laughs> So he's uh, so his whole push uh, and all of his momentum is uh, s- somewhat in a state of limbo. We don't know what's going to happen with Old Stone Cold at this point in 1997. Yeah, so. and slowly but surely Vince McMahon is 
getting recognized more and more. I mean, around this time, I'm nine years old, and I don't really recognize that Vince McMahon is the owner, but they keep incorporating him into storyline faction, like into their promos and every like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold as speaking. Yeah, they keep bringing up the power like you yeah and pointing to vince so yeah which is very confusing to us in our in 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 our younger years and our fandom uh because nowhere in the succession of uh jack tunney to gorilla monsoon to sergeant slaughter in terms of on-screen authority figures does vince uh figure into that at all so uh but yeah to your point uh starting to uh, acknowledge that more and more in the storyline. Things are starting to get heated between him and Brett, him and Sean, and uh, it's about to heat up a whole lot with him and uh, Old Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. So we're going to cover the Raw from August 18th and then quickly recap the two Friday night main events, which were not on the network. Probably for good reason. Yeah. Uh, there's one match. There's the Dude Love and Rockabilly, which not the greatest match, but no. it's on there. Um, <clears throat> there's some promo stuff that we'll go over. Um, some important key issues with Stone Cold that are covered on the Friday night main events uh, that lead into Ground Zero. Yes. And that's going to bring us up to the end of the episode. We're going to end it. Right before Ground Zero. So it's our storyline leading into this. If you want to go back, prologue episode zero, moholeradio.com. Yes. Uh, There's a bunch of great podcasts on there. There's Movie the Podcast. Love Movie the Podcast. You guys got to check that one out. There's the Inept Supervillains. Awesome, funny podcast. Lots of fun, yeah. Um. And then we're on there, of course. Yeah. There's the last six episodes, and then this one, and then a bonus episode. That's uh, SummerSlam 1992, the 25th anniversary. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have more bonus episodes. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, some guest episodes coming up, too, which will be cool. We're going to have uh, friends of ours on the show. Uh, sort of discuss their fandom and they're going to pick a match and we're going to sort of dissect that a little bit too. So it'll be uh, cool to kind of get into that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, It's going to be great. We're going to cover different types of matches and different feuds there. They're we're going to dive deep within their fandom. Absolutely. And that's what we do here. Yeah. We're looking for matches that, that get them right, right in the uh, heart area. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so yeah, not to, no no pun intended, pun intended, but yeah, coming, coming from a heart mark like myself. Uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be good. We're going to, you know, dial into their fandom, like you said, and, uh, it should be fun. So be on the lookout for those again, moleholeradio.com is the spot. Yep. And if you want to write to us, you can at retromania podcast at gmail.com. That's retromania with the W W R E T R O mania podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Please hit that up and also hit up our uh, Facebook page, uh, retromania, same spelling. It'd be weird if there was different spellings. Hmm. We did that yeah. just to 
Throw everybody <laughs> off. Just throw everybody off. Good. No, no, not definitely not. Same spelling. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can get in touch with us either way. Um, and just you know, any uh, questions, comments, corrections, you know, any anything like that stuff that you want us to uh, get into, we're all about that. We want to hear uh, what you guys want us to uh, talk about. Yeah, um, and. We're here to talk about the time lapse in 1997. Yeah. That's uh, leading us into the origin of attitude. Yes. That's it. That's what we're here for. That's our that's season one. Yep. And season two, don't forget. <laughs> Los Periquas. Periquas forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If we can get enough funding for that. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of research we have to do. Well, you know. Savio, uh, I think, would be interested in uh, a nice executive producer role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Okay. Um, the first episode that we're going to do is August 18th, 1997. Yes. But before we do that, what's going on in the world today is uh, still I'll Be Missing You at the Top. Yes. That's a song by Puff Daddy and... Uh, Faith Evans and 112, uh, an ode to Biggie Smalls, who yeah. died earlier in the year. Yeah, you want to talk about the heart area. That'll get you in the heart area. Oh, yeah. The heart hitter. <laughs> yeah. Every breath you take. Yeah. And then later, we'll come up with the uh, Mo Money Mo problems. Yeah, which is That's per- what you talked about last week. Personal favorite of mine. Yeah, I kind of jumped the gun on that, as I tend to do on this podcast. But, uh, man, what a, what a song. It's all right. What yeah. a track. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. No info for the That's all WWF <laughs> EA <laughs> Entertainment Athletics. Um, yeah. Make, make movies. And the movies that are out today. Yes. Um, it's, it's a groundbreaking time for entertainment. There's yeah. G.I. Jane with Demi Moore. She's a female soldier. Yeah. She goes in there, she shaves her head, she proves her uh, testament to the men. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 20 years to look back at. Definitely. Uh, As well as Full Monty, where men are uh, strippers on stage and making money that way. Yeah, a little bit of, uh, you know, mid to late 90s role reversal there. Uh, yeah, I've I've actually haven't seen either of these films. They're they're both uh, very well reviewed, and I need to check them out. But uh, about this time in '97, I was not going to be allowed to see either one of those movies. Same here. Uh, it's probably wearing out my uh, VHS of The Lion King. I agree. Singing along, I think, uh, Lion King, Ace Ventura, something yeah. like that. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. I would oh, I could get away, I could get away too. with yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go to the August 18th, 1997 episode of Raw is War. Yes. Uh, we open it up with none other than Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, so Rick Rude, uh, is being brought back into the fold and sort of an interesting, um, byproduct of the working relationship that Vince had going with Paul Heyman and ECW, uh, Rick Rude had, uh, in the mid nineties, gotten away from WCW, uh, worked in Japan for, for a time. Um, and then due to some neck injuries had to retire from in ring work. So at this point he is doing mostly, 
um, interview stuff in ECW, but because of the working relationship, uh, Heyman allows him to show up on WWF TV in exchange for promotion uh, for ECW's August pay-per-view, uh, which I believe is Hardcore Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets promoted heavily on an episode of Raw that we've already covered. Um, and so Rick is put uh, into the fold initially as sort of an enforcer slash bodyguard. Um, and he comes to the aid of Shawn Michaels. Um, and so that seems to be the direction that they're going in um, initially. But he is not under contract. He's being paid per appearance. Um, and there's like a little hesitation on both sides of coming to terms on a, on a full-time deal. Um, and that will eventually come to haunt WWF and Vince a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rick is being brought back in, brought back into the fold along with Slaughter, some old, you know, recognizable faces um, that maybe don't have the star power of some of the guys that WCW is, uh, you know, wheelchair wheelchairing out every Monday, uh, but are sort of used in more targeted, specific roles that fit their characters. Yeah. And I, uh, to that sentiment, I think at the time I liked Rick Rude and Sergeant Slaughter appearing on WWF television, but yeah. I wanted them to wrestle. And yeah. that was the thing. They weren't wrestling. Yeah. Um, and the older names that were appearing on WCW, they were having matches. Nonetheless, not the best matches. True, true. They were doing some type of action or in-ring action or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as um, Rick Rude coming in, he is he's a great heel. Um, but one of the best, yeah. But Shawn Michaels is not the biggest fan, and no. neither is Triple H. They don't really approve of him in this faction. Yeah, so uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H at this point are the you know the only two members of the clique that are still uh, in WWF, so they're sort of clinging on to each other. Uh, so yeah, it's it's you know it's reported you know in the weeks after Rude makes his return that uh, Shawn Michaels, who was a member of NWO, that's right, yeah, um, which is another interesting uh, wrinkle to that, right? Uh, but yeah, Shawn Michaels is not happy. He's you know throwing a hissy fit uh, to Vince. Pat Patterson, anybody who will listen to him, uh, because he wants Triple H to be his bodyguard, which at this point in Triple H's career, like he doesn't have like the push behind him, right? (laughs) Or like the or the physical stature to be any type of enforcer. Yeah, Um, he he's the anchor for Shawn Michaels' antics, but I don't know about being a. Uh, bodyguard. Yeah, I like a, him as an in-ring worker. Yeah, yeah. And I love him at this time. Oh, in yeah. In fact, um, to make a confession, like uh, Triple H was one of my favorite around 98, 99. Nice. And I think until about 2001 or two. Yeah. Once yeah. he started getting the Uber push and too much exposure, I was yeah. like, ah. Starting to get into the reign of terror. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I like I like Triple H a lot, especially I mean, the following year with the DX stuff. Like, I'll never forget watching the Raw after WrestleMania 14. But we'll save that for another episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Triple H is you know doing some in ring work, but uh, like you said, probably a better handler 
of uh, of old HBK than a than an enforcer for him. Yep. Um, and he'll go on to say a famous quote in their SummerSlam 2002 promo where he's like, uh, Sean got over by holding me down like I got by by like sticking him or like sticking him to the ground, you know, like grounding yeah. him, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, in more or less ways, that's how he says it. Um, so it's real. getting into the timeline where we are, sorry, we're going on but these are things that go through the motions of these characters that we have absolutely um rick rude he's out and he describes in every way that he can that he's an insurance policy and when we say in every way he can we mean he literally rips off every slogan for every insurance company you've you've heard of save maybe the general yeah like a good neighbor (laughs) rude is there (laughs) no thanks and uh, says to Vince that if uh, someone pays the premium in full, he will be there to deliver a rude awakening to anyone. Now hit my music. And he does, you know, the usual intro, his like Atlantic City sweat hogs that are back in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Perfect. Yeah. It's 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 the typical ravishing Rick Rude yep, stuff. Yep. And to go on this thing of like why Shawn Michaels wouldn't want him as a bodyguard. Like it, he's like a predecessor to Shawn Michaels in a way. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the character is sort of Shawn Michaels 1.0. I mean, uh, in, in thinking about that, you could almost say like, if you take Shawn, Shawn Michaels favorite, uh, famous entrance music, the sexy boy theme that just as easily could have been Rick Roots theme back in, back in his day. Yeah. If Sherry was into it. Yeah. 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 She was like his like personal assistant and everything. Yep. That'd be nice. Yep. Um, okay, well, moving on. Still to come, an exclusive interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's uh him and JR. And for the first time ever, it's gonna be Shawn Michaels and Triple H and they'll team with the under well, they'll team together, but they'll go against the Undertaker and Mankind. Yes. For the first time ever, those teams uh, are getting together. It's nice. But they're going to push this to death. Yeah. That's how they stick on with the ratings. Yeah. they These two segments are, are going to be the last two of the show, but they're going to get a bumper or like a mention you know, with every segment, of course. But they're going to make you think that it's coming up next a yeah. lot and uh, play you for a bit. Yeah. Coming up next. No. But up next. Bulldog and Owen against LOD. And they cut to uh, um, Bulldog and Owen, and they're in a promo, and they tell the LOD that they're going to put them away tonight, and at the Fatal 4-Way, it's going to be fatal. Oh, what a rush. Yeah. Great, great play. Right, sweet. <laughs> and I like that they're doing the Fatal 4-Way tag match. Um, you've seen this year with the WWF, you've seen Triple Threats, Fatal four ways with tag teams, individuals. Yep. Um, and you're going to see a lot more triple threats with individuals as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is this is new uh, territory for WWF, and this is something that one of many things they would go on to uh, sort of borrow from ECW. But to to be fair, WCW I think was doing a good amount of these as well back then. Yeah, but we get we get a lot jam packed into the next couple of months with oh, yeah. WWF. Yeah. 
um, as we'll see. Um, back from commercial, Slaughter and Shawn Michaels are arguing backstage. And then we get Owen and Davey out. And they advertise this very interesting tag team fatal four-way at ground zero. And Stone Cold St- Steve Austin is still being shown for the match. Yeah. So we're suspected that he's going to be in it. But he just nearly got paralyzed uh, almost a month ago. Right. Yeah. Um, LOD out, and they get a great reaction. Um, Davey and Owen get the beat down on Hawk, and we get a double clothesline with Davey, and then Animal in with the hot tag, and a big body drop, and a press slam, and uh, to Owen, and he goes to pin, and Bulldog breaks it up. Owen hits a spinning wheel kick and climbs the top and jumps to get a spinning slam from Animal. And we get a pin attempt from Animal onto Owen. And Bulldog has to break it up. And the Godwins come down. Hawk is in and he grabs Davey. And the ref is distracted by that. Animal goes to attack Phineas who is up on the apron. And Henry from the Godwins comes in from behind and hits Animal with the slop bucket over the head. Owen quickly gets the pin. One, two, three. The referee finally looks, and Owen and Davey get the win. Yeah. Yeah, it's classic. And Godwin's beat down the LOD, and Bulldog and Owen get involved, and the refs and bells and agents come out, and they separate everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, really, really building that heat between LOD and the Godwins. They, they want that to be sort of their the hot tag feud right now. Um, but, yeah, just... It, Pretty, you know, would you say a decent match? Eh, it's <laughs> L- okay. Yeah, LOD is... is, is... Uh, these these tag teams could have a good match if they, like, stopped and focused, like yeah. if they took their time in the division, yeah. which I think they do have some good matches individually, um, but it's it's hard with all four teams or all three teams getting involved. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. somebody's got to get a DQ victory yeah. or a count-out victory. Yeah, and you only have one Owen Hart. Yeah, And he's, true. you know, head and shoulders above everybody else in that division right now. Even Davey Boy, who is, you know, And they're, they're both good. the workhorses, as yeah. we'll see later in the Fatal 4-Way at Ground Zero. For sure. Um, yeah. So, still to come, Stone Cold. And he's throwing fruit that's in the gift basket <laughs> at the hotel. You want a pair? What? Yep. And he tells JR, he's like, I'm getting tired of him, so ask your little damn question. <laughs> uh, and the tag match is advertised again with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Mankind. Coming and up. Mankind is backstage. He says he will never forget the pain from the Undertaker matches, but I don't think he hasn't felt anything yet. No, 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 definitely not. He, uh, you ask McFoley in in July '98 uh, what he remembers, and uh, it's probably a different answer to that. Yeah, is this the promo where he talks about pulling out somebody's liver, or is that a different one? Uh, that was way before. Okay, yeah. I only I only mentioned that because last night we're recording this on September 13th. Last night, Vince McMahon uh, said he wanted Shane McMahon to beat Kevin Owens so badly that he would shove his fist down his throat and pull his liver out. Interesting. So Vince, again, even 20 Pulling years... from the 20s. 20 years later, still talking about showing a man his liver. I like it. 
Damn I've, it. I've always said things repeat themselves in 20-year cycles, especially styles. And yeah. We're getting into mesh of things of where people have a twenty, a different 20-year gap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's great. Um, but to speak to that, the ambulance has been, been involved earlier in the year of Heavily. 1997. Heavily, yeah. Um, now we have a great Hell in the Cell match coming up. Yeah. So twenty years of hell in the cell. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh we'll get into that. Yep. So uh yeah. Mankind is backstage and he says he'll never forget the pain from the Undertaker matches. Like we said, he hasn't felt anything yet. Um he could be a great partner or his worst nightmare. Uh Shawn Michaels is backstage and he's still not in gear. But he says everything he's done recently has been a mistake. The fans are painting him into a corner. And when that happens, the mistakes stop. And I got news for you. When he's down, he's not down with tagging with uh, Triple H. And he doesn't have tag partners. Oh, but you did. Oh, <laughs> but you did. Uh, but you paint me into a corner and you're going to get what's coming to you. And then Sunny Music. Sonny's music hits, and we flash to that, and Vince says, Speaking of what's coming to you. All right, a little insight there. Uh, Sonny is down, and she's in a tight latex blue uh, shimmery suit, and she's announcing again. Great. She's the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. She's not, uh, I guess, not attached to anybody right now in terms of being a manager. So they're trying to get her as much screen time as possible. So she's doing a lot of these announcing and even some backstage interviews at this point. Yeah. And it's um, it's forced. Same yeah. with the Sable thing with um, her presenting the Austin apparel. Yeah, like selling T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, it's they just want to get these women on screen. Yeah. Um, she attempts to introduce Flash Funk, but Brian Christopher is coming down. Is this a music mix-up? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christopher says in a pre-match promo that he wants to prove last week wasn't a fluke and he wants to beat a heavyweight. And Flash Funk is finally down and it's a okay match. Um, Christopher does a skull-crushing finale in the match. And I realize this is part of his normal move set. Yeah. And I like a, it. Just a change-up, you know, mid-match. Miz has made a career out of it. But it's a great match. And through watching some of these matches, I've actually become a fan of Brian Christopher's work. Yeah. He's not the worst. Yeah, no, he was he was on fire. I mean, I, I don't know if I wouldn't go as far as say he was, on, he was on fire, but he had that he has that sleazy sort of charisma that his dad has. And, uh, He's I'll, a little more athletic. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Much, much more athletic. Um, he drop kicks Flash Funk in the back of the head. A suplex and a clothesline and he's taking his time and Christopher goes to the top rope and the king goes outside of his way from the commentary table and he says Brian Christ- Christopher needs to use the pile driver so he distracts him through the match and Flash Funk hits the ropes crotch drop um, Flash Funk gets up on the apron or the corner and does a 450 splash looks beautiful one, two, three, Flash Funk wins. Yeah. Nice. And after that, King and Brian Christopher are pissed off, and King's in the ring with Brian Christopher, and he's telling him, like, what the hell? 
You should have pile drived him. Pile driver. Yeah. You, pile you, driver. You, you distract him, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice mullet, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Uh, still to come, it's Austin. And he says, I'm supposed to see the top spine guy. And I think that's Arn Anderson. <laughs> Maybe. Because that, that, that means Arn Anderson's coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the top, been the top spine guy for, for a solid decade at this point. Okay. Uh, and they advertise the tag match as well, which is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Mankind. And those segments are coming up. Yep. Soon. Yeah. Undertaker promo. And then we get the Discovery Zone. That poster that you were talking about. Yeah. Last time. Again, uh my true this to true to one. my trademark, I jumped the gun on this one. Uh but man, this do you what did you think of the poster that you had a chance oh, to see? It's it? awesome. It's the it's epitome. Brett, it's Sean. It's Austin. Yeah. Um pastel uh, colors, just so nineties. Yep. Love it. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on the uh, on the old Savage stash because you never know when something like that might uh, come across your phone. That's right. Your um, wheeler and dealer for the authentic apparel of wrestling merchandise. The cream of the crop. Dig it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. The yes. Savage stash dot com. Check it out. Mm hmm. Um, the Sultan comes into the ring. And Triple H and Slaughter are backstage, and they're arguing, too. So it looks like Triple H and Sean are not down with tagging with each other. So they have to bicker to Sergeant Slaughter, who's the new face. He's the new Jack Tunney. (laughs) He's the new gorilla. Yeah, yeah. He is uh, the the peaceful transfer of power, uh, has once again proved true in the succession of commissioners. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's like they're acting like they don't want to tag together, even though like they're each other's only friend. Right. And in this way, um, Sergeant Slaughter is a medium for people to take their aggressions, which they would on Vince out on him. Yeah. So we'll see that more and more as we travel along. Um, Ken Shamrock comes out and he does a bunch of running attacks um, he's got the running elbow dive, the running drop kick. Um, he hits Sultan with a clothesline, and Fatu does that uh, flipping clothesline cell. I love that, where yeah. people like invert themselves. Um, and then we get a belly-to-belly from Shamrock to the Sultan. A nice hurricane rata from Shamrock to the Sultan. Then, bam, straight into the ankle lock. And this looks deadly. He's just bending that ankle sideways. Like, oh, man. Uh, Submission. And uh, uh, (laughs) Shamrock wins. Snapped. Uh, Yeah. And Vince sells it as, all right, JR, tell us about this interview with Stone Cold. And JR goes to introduce everything, but we get interrupted by the Nation of Domination's music coming out. And it's a nice save for them to a like put this interview off and save the ratings for people to keep tuned in. Like, yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah. And as a kid, I think I was probably sold. Yeah, I think so. I think I was, too. And I think they picked the right segment to put on in that spot, because what we end up getting is uh, a pretty significant promo. Yeah, uh, uh, I love it, man. Uh, coming down, it's Rocky Maivia, and he recently 
joined. Uh, Farouk requests an interview with JR. And Rocky sucks chance start and review. Farouk says what's going on with him and Ahmed. Um, let's cut to that promo. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. 
Yeah. Dude, I, I, I love this promo. Um, this is great. Groundbreaking. Yeah, it's just really good, uh, solid promo on both sides. First of all, you have Farouk cutting one of the better promos of his entire career, I feel Agreed. like. Um, and he is, you know, you know, saying some intense shit about uh, Ahmed Johnson. Uh, and then you get Rock's first heel promo. Oh, my God, I love it. It's just the, you know, calling the fans out for their, uh, you know, their hatred of him and their uh, inability to get behind him and just sets in sets into uh the course of events the um just this incredible heel run that he's about to have oh yeah um you can tell he's not the rock that we will know not quite Um, as smooth but you can you see glimmers of it for sure but it's so funny seeing him like chubby faced pre-nipple surgery um (laughs) like everything it's 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 baby rocky yeah i love it though um so they talk about the racist stuff, which it's crazy that they're talking about the uh, twins, the yeah. Harris brothers, and racism. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of conversations about the uh, Harris twins uh, throughout their careers carrying uh, some some pretty racist views with them wherever they go, and uh, may or may not be involved with some some uh, organizations uh, that are not good. Um, so bringing that into the fold and having them be a part of the DOA in this feud is uh, definitely adds a little bit of uh, uncomfortable realism. Yeah. yeah. Um, around this time, what, what were you a fan of, the nation or the DOA? I, I don't know. I think I was, I was neither because I was prequels for. Oh, good save, nah. Good save. I, yeah, I definitely wasn't a fan of DOA. They disinterested me. I don't think I, I liked the nation because they were sort of coming off as heels and I was, you know, programmed to like, you know, boo them as such. Um, but I, I, if I was going to go with any of them, I would probably go with uh, Bariquas, but definitely not DOA. Okay. Yeah. Well, how about um, you? I was a stupid kid. So, like always, I followed the. Big baby faces that come in, the blue chippers, and sold into stars or heels afterwards. So I was a fan of Rock. Yeah. Even Rocky Maivia. That's blue chip I mean. right there. Yeah. That's blue That's chip. That's him. Uh, I liked Rocky Maivia a lot. Um, Crush, I was always a fan of. Yeah. So I was kind of torn between that. Um, but I, I was siding with the DOAs, which was kind of. Um, annoying to me now but because they were they were not the greatest wrestlers but i did like rocky a lot yeah so i followed with him um i was a fan of the patriot as well i was a fan of scott putsky just these blue chipper type people like these baby faces who wouldn't be a fan of scott putsky (laughs) he's a legacy that's blue chip right there that's the son of polish power that's all right adam putsky um yeah so I was kind of torn between this, but I was interested to see what happened. Of course, Los Pericos were fascinating to me forever. Forever. Um, but yeah, this was a great little feud that happened. Um, believe it or not, my my grandfathers were bikers, so oh cool. Uh, part of the Pagans and Hell's Angels. Wow. So yeah, some interesting things there. Where I like the biker aspect, but I don't like the racism part. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel bad. I think I was talking shit about Hell's Angels a few weeks ago. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Berserkers <laughs> riding with my great-grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're fine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, L-O-D-2. <laughs> well. Yep. Well. Um, yeah, so um, nice little promo there, um, but... DOA comes on the screen, they interrupt, and they say, racism, we're here to kick ass and take names. And they challenge the Nation of Domination to a parking lot brawl. And we leave, uh, and we advertise again the Austin interview coming up, and the tag match again. Um, And earlier today, Dustin, Dakota, and Marlena, and they're all out of character, and they're on Atlantic City Beach celebrating. As the world turns. And we're back from commercial, and we keep getting these 1920s, like, recaps footage of Atlantic City. It's like, okay, Vince, you you got the deal break on SummerSlam for New Jersey pay-per-views and, like, the, the tax cut on sports entertainment and wrestling between the difference there from the mayor. Um, you're back in New Jersey. Um, like, cut it out. Yeah. Like, show the recent stuff they do like they flash for a second yeah but it's more like upscale like or i mean it's 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 like boardwalk empire yeah type stuff it's yeah. built up but what they're showing is 1920s yeah, yeah. boardwalk empire like <laughs> the hell like rail cars everything like that like yeah no doesn't fit it um standing by with triple h in china and china looks way different from what we saw her before she she's jacked yeah yeah um she's a different face too yeah um vince asks are you afraid of the undertaker and mankind and triple triple h says no i'm not afraid of either of them vince says uh you have no faith in Shawn michaels but as he says that triple h says vince what are you doing uh, Shawn Michaels does the crime and I do the time again. What is this about? And it's referencing the uh, Madison Square Garden. The curtain things. call. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's crazy. We're seeing more and more stuff that like this and it's rewarding a certain part of the fan base, the hardcore fans who are, you know, subscribing to your to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, and they're in the early, you know, on the early internet forums, and you know, hardcore fans who have that insider knowledge, they're you know, tuned into that, so they're going to keep watching to see you know how far they push that envelope. Yeah, it's smart. And it's interesting that it's even to like Triple H referencing this stuff too, like he gets yeah. away with a lot. And yeah. we'll see that later on if we cover more storylines between this era and like 2002. Yeah. Uh, with Triple H. It's interesting how much he gets away with. Um, he goes on to say, because uh, if you want a war with Sean, you've got a war. But uh, if you want a war with me, Vince, you've got one as of today. And he gets cut off by Vince and we go backstage. But that reference to uh, having a war with Vince, Jesus, what the hell do you think he has up his sleeve? The Las long Vegas? con. <laughs> yeah. um, we go backstage. DOA is waiting for the NOD. Uh, that's D- 
disciples of Apocalypse waiting for their nation of domination. And we get a fight outside on top of a bunch of like rental cars. And then we get the Los Bariquas. That's right. We're going to cover this in the second season. Yeah, don't give too much away. Yeah, okay, sorry. They steal the DOA bikes and the chase is on. That's it. That's all I'll give you right now. Yeah. Uh, Jesse James is out. The real double J. Yeah. The road dog. Before we get into the road dog part of it. Well, I mean, he was the roadie. He was the road dog. Yeah. But he's Jesse James right now. Yeah. Um, but he's got the spin man. Working hard on I love that theme music. Gets stuck in my head randomly. Mm-hmm. Middle of the week. That'll just be, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Clock's too slow, man. Yeah. Pillman comes out with his horrible music. And uh, he he gets a reaction with the dress. And he's got lace on it this week. Yeah. So he's out with the dress again. We're still in this kick of uh, Pillman lost the match, so he has to wear a dress every time. Yep, until he wins. Yep. Uh, they read crap. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's they a, Yeah, that's 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 a fair description. Sorry. Uh they go over the dresses that he's worn like it's supposed to be something uh spectacular. It's not. Um immediately in the match, Jesse James goes for his boobs and <laughs> plays with those, and then he leapfrogs Brian Pillman and lifts up the dress, and Jesse James goes off the top rope, Pillman Moves out of the way, and we get a like a miss from Jesse James, and we get a splash from Pillman, and he hits Jesse James with the DDT, but Goldust and Marlene are out, and Goldust uh, just elbows Jesse James, and we get a DQ. And Vince is like, why would he do that? But uh, Pillman loses because of that DQ. Exactly. So that's why. That's why, Vince. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Pillman is pissed about this. He still has to wear the dress. So uh, Goldust is getting heavier and heavier each week we see him. They're up the yeah. ramp. And Michael Cole comes out. Uh, and he asks Goldust questions like, uh, what's going on with you and Pillman? And Pillman is harassing your wife. Pillman gets on the mic and says, if Goldust gives him one more match, and if Pillman loses, he'll leave the WWF forever. Forever? Yes. You mean forever? Yep. Hey, good impression. <laughs> but if he wins, he gets Marlena as his personal assistant, 30 days, 24 hours a day, anything he wants. Golda says, no, you must think I'm stupid. Uh, Pillman says, well, you're not man enough. And Marlena, or Terry, as I know ya, is he really the big man? And he says, well... You might not see me around if you win, but you would always have a part of me around. Because you know what? That little daughter, Dakota, she's mine. She's my love child. Love child. Woo! Ugh. It's heated up. Nice soap opera, Vince. Yeah, definitely. Oh, what the hell? What? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. When they say male soap opera, it's no truer than it is in angles like this. Yeah. Uh, but there there was a previous relationship between uh, Pillman and um, and uh, Marlena. Uh, there, I've, from what I've read, I've, there was at least something to that. In terms of 
you know, whether or not Dakota, I don't think there's any question there, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. has to be uncomfortable for all parties. I would imagine. Uh, gold dust is obviously pissed. So he runs down and he gets in the ring and Marlena gets on the mic and she goes, wait, wait, we'll take the challenge. But nobody hears her because she's terrible on the mic and people are distracted by the gold dust. And wait, we're going to take that challenge. Right. Uh, but she says it again, and then they finally hear, and Goldust is not that happy about that. No. So, but they're going to do it. It'll happen at ground zero. Sweet. Still to come, that tag match. Up soon? Coming up soon. Yes. Coming up, that tag match we've never seen before. It's Triple H and Shawn Michaels teaming together against The Undertaker and Mankind. We've never seen that before. Remember, we've never seen that before. Never before. Yep. Up next, uh, Patriot against Vader, though. Uh, Vader says his promo. He's like, Patriot, you're red, white, and blue. But tonight, you're going to be back in blue. (laughs) Thanks. You could have done, like, red, black, and blue. You could have done (laughs) it a little bit better, but, yeah. It's all right. It's okay, Vader. You're here. Gave it a good shot. Okay, uh, we end the Raw Zone. Now we're in the War Zone. Yes. Different show. Different show, completely different. Yep. Uh, Vader out with Paul Bear, and then Patriot out. And Brett is immediately out, too. But he's with a Canadian flag, and he waves his flag, and Patriot is on the corner, and he waves his flag, too. So they have a little flag tussle (laughs) mine 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 but vader um takes advantage from behind on patriot um we get a lot of reverses by patriot we get a sunset flip attempt and vader squashes the patriot i like that spot um vader gets up for a vader bomb but we get knees from the patriot and he fires back with a boot and a ddt and a cover one two no off the ropes, the Patriot gets hit with Vader by his like body line. I love yeah, that. It's that's, not a clothesline. It's just like smash. I love that move. Ah, yeah. I love it too, man. Uh, in the video games, I would always choose that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One, two, no. They both get up. Uh, Vader goes for the punch, and we get the duck and the full Nelson from Patriot, and he gets his uncle slam. One, two, three, Patriot over. So we do verify that that is the uncle slam now. Yeah. Um, I know that before he did the angle slam originally, um, but then they changed it to that full Nelson thing. But kept the name because the name is money. It's all right. I like it. And I like the music, but I never got that, man. I never did. Yeah. Um, Brett walks down. uh, Patriot goes in the apron, and we're going to see a recap of maybe last week or the last time where Brett was on the ground and Patriot was on the apron. Brett turned his back, but no, Vader comes from behind, and Vader jumps to Patriot, and Brett gets in, and he covers patriot with the flag while vader is about to go with the vader palm but he realizes brett is doing this he's like what the fuck are you doing and he gets down he's like no yeah he doesn't he's not cool with that so he picks up the canadian flag and he breaks it uh and the the fans are like "Woo, yeah patriotism enabled yeah uh i guess vader is a face now yeah 
uh, Owen and Davey come out, and we get a run-in from those guys, and Patriot and Brett are getting separated, so it's a build-up for all those matches. Yeah. Nice. Uh, then we're going to get a Stone Cold recap again in the interview. Let's uh, cut to this audio. Let's um, Let's do this. This is finally it. The interview. It's awesome. I want to say this. There's a little bit of colorful language uh, in this interview, so be aware of that. But uh, this interview occurred this morning in Steve Austin's room in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, let's take a look. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for allowing us to come to your hotel room here. I know uh, you've got a very busy and a very crucial 24-hour period here in Philadelphia seeing a specialist tomorrow about your neck, but thanks for giving us a little of your time. Well, you're welcome for the time, but if you're here to ask a bunch of questions, you might as well start asking them. Otherwise, I'll throw your ass out the window. And to cover the hotel room, this ain't a hotel room that I would stay at. You know, when I got hurt in SummerSlam and I got dumped on my head, no one called me and said, hey, Steve, you okay? And no one ever sent a card, nothing like that. Not that I would expect it, but at least I would, you know, maybe a call just to see what the hell's going on with the hottest damn wrestler in the world. But I got nothing. So the WWFC is fit to put me in a room like this with all this fruit and trash like this. You want a pear? You want an apple? You want, you want a banana or something? Yeah, make yourself at home, man. Well, but if you've got questions to ask, go ahead and ask them because I'm, I'm getting a little tired of you. I'd like for you to address three things, if you don't mind. Sure. One is SummerSlam, your paralysis after being driven in the mat from the tombstone by Owen Hart. The second thing is what the doctors have told you. And thirdly and lastly, what you perceive your future to be here in the WWF. Well, let's start with SummerSlam. The bottom line is I'm the Intercontinental Champion. Right? Right. Well, that, that that's that. But aside from that, at the end of the match, close to the end of the match, when, when uh, Owen Hart dumped me on my head, you figure I weigh 245, 250, bam, you get planted in the mat, it happens. And uh, for basically about 50 seconds, say, I couldn't move my arms and my legs, and I didn't know if I ever would move again. It's pretty damn scary. So, uh, you know, I'm through with that, looking past that. I've watched that on tape probably 30 or 40 times, and it still sucks each time I see it. But I'm over it, and I'm moving around, and I'm happy about that. But uh, Owen Hart has got hell to pay. You get dumped on your head, you get in a position that I was put in, it ain't worth a damn. And I'm, I'm just uh, a little bit f***ed off. I'm not a little bit f***ed off, I'm a whole lot f***ed off. But you know what they say, it's better to be f***ed off than f***ed on. But Owen Hart's got hell to pay when I come back. And you, you say you got another question. Well, what's the other question? Well, the doctors. You've, you've, you've seen several yeah, I've doctors. I've seen a couple of doctors, and one guy said, uh, uh, maybe you should do something else. Well, Steve Austin doesn't do anything else. What I do is wrestle, and I'm the best wrestler in the world, and can't nobody tell me different. So I'm supposed to see the top guy, the top spine guy in the country tomorrow here in Philadelphia and see what he has to say. And it doesn't matter really what he says. The, the, the end result, the decision's mine. He can sit there and say, don't do this, try not to do this, whatever. But the bottom line is I'm the one that makes the decision. So I'll sit there, rethink things, and go from there. But uh, regardless of what he says, Owen Hart's got hell to pay. You know, when you do something to what he did, when you do what he did to me, you know, if it's my last step in life, you can damn well bet he's going to get the kicked out of him one way or the other. And that's it. You know, I don't know when, where, how, or what, but it's going to happen. As far as my future, don't sit there and try to butt in because I'm talking, right? Okay, as far as my future goes, hell, like I said, I'll listen to what the doctor says, but I'm going to do what I want. The future for Steve Austin, as far as I'm concerned, is to put on his black trunks and black boots and show up. I'm going to take a few days off. I'll probably take a few weeks off. Because, you know, when you're sitting there at the house, you watch a film of uh, 
getting paralyzed in our 50 seconds. You watch that 30, 40 times, you know, it kinda, you, you get a little depressed. So I drank a few cases of beer. I'll tell you exactly what I did. I just ride around on my four-wheeler, drink a few beers, and sit there and think about it. But uh, I'm going to go see this doctor and see what he has to say. And, but as far as I'm concerned, the only way I can see my future is to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, continue on right through the top in the WWF, just like I've done since I've been here. All the damn bureaucratic red tape, all the bull that I've been through, it's taken me eight years to get to where I'm, where I'm at right now. If you think for one split second that a pile driver is going to stop me, it ain't going to happen. Did it slow me down? Damn right, but it ain't going to stop me. Ground zero, sub-zero, whatever the hell you want to call it, Louisville, I'll be there. Whether it's to uh, hand a belt over, if I decide maybe it's time to hang it up, I'll do that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think when uh, Ground Zero rolls around, you'll see Stone Cold. Don't wipe your nose. It pisses me off. You'll see Stone Cold Steve Austin, and don't smile. You'll see Stone Cold Steve Austin in a black pair of trunks and a black pair of boots, and I'll be out there whipping somebody's ass. I don't know what kind of match it is. It's some kind of little uh, four tag team. It's some kind of like that. Is that right? That's right. Okay, well, I'll be there. And the, 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 what, what, what gets me is, is that Steve Austin is in a new level now because, you know, if, if I was pissed off before, I'm a lot more pissed off now. That makes me even more dangerous, not a liability, and that's the bottom line. You got anything else you want to say? No, sir. Then get the hell out. Wow. What is some great, some great stuff. And I didn't think it was at first, but then we listened to it again, and I'm like, Okay, man, he he just kills it for what it was, and you see tears in his eyes. He's got emotion there. It's 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 perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he has a couple moments where he stumbles, but it's it's that kind of it's the kind of stumble where he's you can tell it's not it's not anything to do like mentally. Like he's on his game. It's like when you're so upset, angry, frustrated that you literally can't get the words out. Shit, I just I just. Uh, drank, drank a few cases of beer. Well, well a couple beers, but well, uh, he, he drank a few cases of yeah, beer, dude. Yeah, you know he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just great stuff. He's, you know, the stuff with Jr. is is is, it's it's hilarious. Like it's just, it's awesome. Know. He's like, he, don't don't smile either. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't wipe your nose. It pisses me off. It's awesome. You can yeah. tell they're having a great time, but they're also nailing this character. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best characters ever. Now, thinking back to it, because I, I just thought of it the other night, even watching later Stone Cold stuff. He's the greatest comedy character that nobody knew was a comedy oh, character yeah. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, because even before his, you know, his heel turn where he was really turning up the comedy, you know, he could make you laugh any given any given segment. You know, the stuff that he says, the the replies, the yeah. re, the rebuttals, the uh, things that he does to Vince, yeah, the things that he does with the Nation, the things that he does with the Rock, the things that he does to Owen, the things it's 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 everything, everything. Yeah, he is the greatest antagonist. Yeah, to where you. It's it's hilarious if you're just watching it as a casual fan too, because you're like, "What the hell is this Stone Cold gonna do this week?" Exactly, and that's where you get the crossover appeal. That's why he's you know the biggest star in the history of the industry is because you know he's that entertaining to where even if you're like you said, even if you're a casual fan, you want to see what this guy's gonna do. And that's where they get the ratings. That's where they're they're they start to win because yeah. uh, on the other side. NWO, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, these people coming in, it's still not enough. Not uh, enough 
and yeah. and a lot of uh, old you know old school sort of wrestling sensibility. And they'll get Rodman too. Yeah, uh, some yeah. other names. Uh, we'll see if WWF will get into that. But uh, bringing in some athletes. Of yeah, note? maybe we'll see. Um. So yeah, that's that's the ratings review though. It it it's basically the stardom of WCW and all that they have to offer which aren't following through on their matches or their storyline quality because guys can't stick around either um but their cruiserweights and their their junior weights and everything are backing up the work rate exactly but meanwhile we got these like top seven or eight guys in WWF that are featured every week like Goldust, oh and Davey, like these top workers that yeah. are coming up. Um they're they're being featured all the time. Yeah. And they're being the workhorses that are followed by this great storyline with narrative with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Austin and uh McMahon as yeah. we'll come to later find out. Yeah. It's not really McMahon as we know it, but it is McMahon. Yeah. It's the authority of the commission right now. He just hasn't revealed himself as such yet. Right. Uh but yeah, it's you're getting you're getting the and and the other thing about most of these top guys is that they can all they can all work. Right. You know, they're all really good in the ring. Um so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Right. But uh the off matches that are on Raw, like the Scott Putzi Putzky matches and the Brian Kiss- Christopher matches and the mini matches and some of the tag matches are not catching my attention at yeah, the time. The depth is a nine year old kid. Yeah, me either. Me either. The- I'm more into psychosis, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. They don't have the depth yet. I mean, they'll get to the point where it's the deepest roster uh, that they'll ever have it, uh, until arguably now. Um, but yeah, the depth isn't there at this point. So you do have, and then, you know. All kinds of stuff, bringing in the uh, the mini luchadors, which we'll get to. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's an interesting time. Um, on to the main event. Finally, finally, fucking finally, it's the tag team match. It's Triple H finally out, and we have TV time remaining. Awesome. No. And Shawn Michaels is out with his Tupac bandana and all. Great gear. <laughs> This is Shawn Michaels returning again. This is like maybe second match. Yeah. Then he's back. Um, Mankind and Undertaker are both out. And we get Triple H and Mankind starting it off. HBK and Triple H try to do a double team, but they fail. Undertaker in and HBK goes right out of the ring. He's like, fuck this. I'm not I'm not down with it. I'm not going to yeah. blink up with you. And it's smart, smart on his uh, ring psychology. Yeah. Um, Triple H throws Undertaker into the corner. HBK goes on the outside and grabs Taker's boot. And Undertaker sees this and he like tosses Triple H over the top onto Sean. Nice. Yeah. Um, but then they get back up and you see Sean go right to Triple H and he whispers, grab his leg. I mean, that's part of like team tactics, but as well as he's the ring general. Yeah. Yeah. So Triple H does this and he gets up on the apron, sweet chin music straight to Undertaker. Awesome. Um, And Undertaker gets uh, HBK goes right in and HBK HBK calls Rick Rude out. So he's like, fuck this. Like, let's get Rick Rude out. They cut to a commercial. They're like, all right, let's keep everybody 
hanging on by a thread. Mid-match, yeah. Rick Rude is not what even is, come out yet. Yeah. What's Rude going to do? Yeah. Don't worry about what's going on on TNT. Is he the insurance policy? Is he not? Yeah. Um, Triple HBK. They're in control. Um, more cheating from them and China. And we get a nice double team from Triple HBK. Um, they're doing some good, um, I guess that's called lethal. Uh, what's that move? Oh, where the uh, total elimination. Total elimination. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they do their own version of that. Yeah, and it, lo- it. it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So Triple H takes uh, Mankind to the stairs and later... HBK tags Triple H, and they go for Sweet Chin Music, but it's blocked by Mankind. We get a mandible call. Triple H in. He goes for a pedigree attempt. Mankind grabs Triple H's legs, though, and he goes for a catapult, and Triple H kicks Mankind into the corner rather than the catapult, but Mankind hits the corner, falls face first into Triple H's nuts. Ouch. Head to the crotch. Both guys are down. We finally get the hot tag from Mankind to Undertaker. Shawn Michaels out of the ring. Triple H getting the big boot and the leg from Undertaker. Where have we seen that before? Hmm, big uh, boot leg? Yeah. Hmm. I like that, though. Yeah. Um, we money. get a cover. One, two, no! Clothesline uh, from the Undertaker to Triple H over the top rope. Undertaker finally catches Shawn Michaels on the outside with the choke. But Shawn Michaels gets the thumb to the eye. And then he goes for a punch. And it's blocked by the Undertaker. And he strikes him under the throat. And Shawn Michaels goes flying onto the railing. I love this spot. It looks He sells it. He oversells it. But he, if there's a way to perfectly oversell it, that's what he does here. It just looks so... The greatest cartoon, non-cartoon wrestler. Yeah. It's Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. And it just looks so... His landing is perfect. The, I think as a kid, I was like, yes! Like, yeah. I, I just loved him getting his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Triple H comes up with a chair, but uh, Mankind hits him off the railing. Undertaker has Shawn Michaels down, and then he senses Rick Rude from behind with the chair, but he follows Rude into the ring, and he grabs Triple H, who, who's in the ring as well, um, Undertaker turns around as he's like dealing with Triple H and he gets an epic chair shot from Shawn Michaels. Wow. This is brutal. Like this is purposeful as yeah. well. This is not the mess up anymore. No doubt about it. Smiling Shawn Michaels, uh, Undertaker sits up and he's obviously bladed. We see yeah. him blade. Yeah. And it's deep and it's, it's gushing. Yeah. Then we get another chair shot. DQs, bells, and refs. Um, then we get the heels leaving, and we cut to a commercial. We're still, we're still here, still rolling. Stick with us, guys, because we got a lot more show left. Yeah. No, we don't. We get a recap of everything, and we get a close up of the chair with blood. I like this shot, Kevin Dunn. I like yeah. this. It's a good shot. Yeah. Okay. But that's about it. Yeah, you could have put it on the other side of the commercial break and not. But, you know, it goes back to the ratings. You know, keep them hanging on as long as possible. Yep, and that's it. That's uh, that's your Raw for August 18th, 1997. 223. Yeah, interesting. Good episode. Yep. So up next, 
what do we got? We got these Friday night main events. Yeah, so Raw is uh, off a couple Mondays, so they have some time on Friday night on USA. Um, and we get the uh, the obscurities that are Friday night main event. Yeah, it's August 29th, 1997, and then we have a September 5th, 1997. Um, we're not going to go over everything here. Yeah. Um, basically, on the first one, we're going to have um, HBK comes out, not casual, but with the steel chair. Yeah. And we're going to cover his promo here. And this is the main gist of everything. This is the most important part of the Friday night main events. Yeah. Um, everything else we'll kind of just skim through. But uh, let, let's go over this promo. This is awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. Because of what happened last week. 
after you and the World Wrestling Federation painted me into a corner, into a situation that I had no other choice but to be reactionary. See, that's the thing. You got guys here in the World Wrestling Federation, they call themselves a lot of things. Then you got guys that are supposedly real live wires or some time bomber. Guys that really have bad attitudes. Well, in the real world, I am all of that. I am the guy who is the real ticking time bomb. I am the guy that is reactionary. I am the guy that if you paint him in a corner, I lash out. I do it without thinking. And that's what happened last week. The Undertaker and the World Wrestling Federation kept pushing Shawn Michaels. I told you time and time again, don't push me. But you pushed, and you pushed, and you pushed. And what happens when you push the heartbreak, kid? Real simple. You get a reaction. Now, it may not be the reaction that everybody wants, but it's a reaction nonetheless. And now, everyone believes that Shawn Michaels has signed his own death warrant. Well, there's only one guy that decides what I do and what I don't do. And that guy is me. Nobody but nobody tells me what to do. And one thing I am not gonna do at ground zero is lay down and die for The Undertaker. Now I freely admit, I didn't want any of this to happen. But since I'm the only guy with a set of balls here in the World Wrestling Federation, I will go ahead and take whatever is coming to me. Undertaker, you and I have never, ever crossed paths. And at ground zero, the Heartbreak Kid and The Undertaker are gonna lock up. And Taker, if you wanna bring the Heartbreak Kid down, hey, you might be able to bring me down, but I'm bringing you and everybody else with me because when Shawn Michaels goes down, he is going down in a blaze of fire.
shit yeah wow. love it hbk at his best there uh first of all i love the use of the chair and bringing out that same chair that he clocked taker with and um, cornet brings that up yeah he's great yeah cornet uh, yeah that's the other thing about the friday night man events is that cornet on commentary is is just head and shoulders above what, what you're used to on uh on monday nights um but yeah, the use of the object, I think anytime if if you can use something like that that has some significance in a wrestling feud, I think it always like drives the point home that much more. And I think that it might have put this promo over the top. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Um there's the Sean is gay chance. Yeah. And Cornette even mentions it. Yeah, which Sean totally takes the high road on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a gentleman. Yeah. I got news for you. I got ah. I got news for you, Jack. Um, yeah, and then we get that awesome sign that the hand drawn photo, <sighs> uh, which we should bring up um, a photo of. Yeah, we're we're gonna post explain pic- that. We're gonna post a picture of this on the Facebook page. Uh, this is the second week in a row I've had nightmares uh, <laughs> because of this art. Basically, uh, about halfway through the promo, uh, one of the shots of the fans they're holding up a. Uh, a sort of uh, illustration that they did on a sheet or some sort of cloth that it looked like, um, and it's a it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Shawn Michaels, but it bears a striking resemblance to Lex Luger, mm. and a narcissist H 
heartbreak kid. Oh. The narcissist break kid. Yeah. Lex Michaels. NBK. Sean Luger. Sean Luger. It's so weird, man. It's it's creepy and the this the uh the the smile is is very unsettling. It's the, like the width of the nose and the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's the shape of Lex's head. Yeah. With Shawn Michaels' features scrunched into it. You spent some time looking at this, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a couple <laughs> times I've gone. I've enhanced, enhanced, <laughs> left, right, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right on the frames. Yeah. 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 So keep an eye out. Uh, we're going to be posting that on the Facebook page and. Uh, can't wait for you guys to see this. Mm, yeah. So um, during these Friday night main events, um, the first time it's Cornette being the guest announcer. Um, next week, it's Doc Hendricks. That's right. Ugh. Yeah. Step down. And both week we get a heart member going against the unlikely pairing of Vader and Patriot as they build their unlikely alliance. Uh, it's Brett against Vader for the title the first week. That's the opening match. Yeah. Yeah. You should know something's up when your uh, main event title match goes on first. You should know that there's probably going to be some degree of a schmoz. Yeah. And there was. You had about how much? About four minutes of brawling in this one? Five or six. Yeah. And then uh, the foundation comes down, Patriot. It's, yeah. Yeah. Schmoz city. Yep. And then the main event is the introduction of none other than the Truth Commission. Yeah, it's Kurgan the Interrogator and the other person who is Bull Buchanan. Um, <laughs> B-squared? Yeah, B-squared. Same. They're making their introduction there. Uh, they main event that night and they main event the next night too. Or the next Friday night main event. It's, it's yeah. terrible. Um, again... The next one is Owen against the Patriot. Nothing to see here. Sergeant Slaughter comes out and he says Austin will not be able to participate as a competitor in the tag team Fatal 4-Way. So they'll have to relinquish the tag team titles. Uh, Austin said that's fine and dandy with him, but he ain't goddamn giving up that IC title. (coughs) So that's where we're at. Um everything is leading off uh triple h goes against undertaker nothing build there uh sean michaels and rick rude out we get the confrontation again another uh build up it's it's just a it's just a nothing house show event the yeah. next two weeks yeah honestly. not not a lot in or really next to nothing in terms of uh advancement of the storyline and i think you know they knew that the they weren't going to get a whole lot of ratings on a, on a Friday night. And true to that, they don't even have it on the network. Yeah. Um, so which still... I kind of wish they did, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, nobody needs to waste their time. Yeah, just wait for, like, Hidden Gems Volume 7. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's where we have the Dude Love Faces of Foley is where we have that match of Dude Love and Rockabilly, which is on the second night. Yeah. So it's nothing to uh, write home about. Um, anyhow, this is it. This is the end. Uh, the next episode, we're going to cover Ground Zero yes. and the fallout after that. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, it was a nice little culmination of the aftermath of SummerSlam leading yep. into Ground Zero, which is going to be September 11th. Yeah. S- 7th. I'm Ooh. sorry. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Never forget Yeah. this pay-per-view. 
it's gonna be an alright one. We're gonna have the first of many Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, then we're gonna have the title match, Bret Hart against the Patriot. And then we're gonna have the Fatal Four Way Tag Match. Then we're gonna have the Triple Threat with the, the respect- founding members yeah. of the nation. Yeah, yeah, and the respective leaders of the uh, warring factions, uh, Farouk, Crush, and Savio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's not forget the real main event, Kobe. Uh, Scott Putsky versus Brian Christopher. Oh, wow. Never forget this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we have enough knees to hold this all together. <laughs> um, next next episode it's going to be ground zero on the fallout absolutely um if you guys want to write in it's retromania podcast at gmail.com that's retromania with the w-w-r-e-t-r-o-m-a-n-i-a-p-o-d-c-a-t-c-a-s-t dot at gmail.com yes that was a retromania podcast yes uh we're the hosting squads Um, and if you guys have any comments concerns uh, questions if you want to bitch at us if you want to celebrate us um, we got a Dungeons and Dragons fan as well we're going to bring that up in the next episode absolutely yeah and don't forget we're going to have some bonus episodes as well bonus Mm -hmm. alright we'll catch you next time thank you thank you for listening attention all right guys be quiet shut your mouth yeah shut the fuck up and listen to this podcast (laughs) what's up listeners (laughs) what are you doing just shut up listen Good stuff. Get into it.